Real people, real opinions, real talk radio. The multi-award-winning Niall Boylan Show. Classic Hits. Now, there's been a lot of talk of late of rising energy costs. The recent publication of the Central Statistics Office Consumer Price Index showing how much has changed in the past year. Inflation here in Ireland rising by 3.7% in the 12 months to the end of September. That's the sharpest rise that has been, that we've seen since 2008. And according to Eurostat, consumer price inflation in the Eurozone was 5.1% in October. One of the main drivers of those rises in the cost of living is fuel. Electricity uh, went up 20.5%. Gas rose 14.2%. Liquid fuels such as home heating oil rising by 45.7%. In terms of transport, the cost of petrol and diesel also risen by around 15% in the past year. Uh, There's also other you know, accommodation costs and stuff like that as well. But but largely uh, this all being driven by spiralling energy prices. It's been termed an energy crisis and, you know, there's been some talk within government about it. I mean, one of the main sticking points ahead of the budget in October was around the fuel allowance and how they were trying to, uh, you know, claw back what they might have given to some, say, welfare recipients was immediately going to be eaten out by the high welfare costs. So there was an increase in the welfare allowance. Well, today in the Dáil, the Rural Independent Alliance put forward a motion demanding a number of issues to deal with this energy crisis. On the line, I'm joined now uh, by Independent TD Michael Healy Ray. Michael, thanks for joining us on the Nile Boylan show. It is, you know, I mean, these really are um, spiraling energy prices to the point where, for example, petrol and diesel are, are almost at, at, at complete all time highs. What uh, was your Rural uh, Independent Alliance motion asking for, calling for today? Well, thank you very much, first of all, Tara, for having me on your show. Because what we are actually looking for, it's myself and the other uh, rural independent group, uh, what we are seeking, first of all, is we wanted to have the debate, obviously, to highlight the problem and to just show to government we've had 35 energy increases announced by the providers of uh, energy to people's homes uh, in the last year and a half. 35 or 6 increases announced. Now, the cost of fuel, people before that were filling their tanks for 55 and 60 euros, now it's over 100 euros. And everything in this country is delivered by wheels. Nothing yeah. falls out of the sky. So from once you get up in the morning till when you go to bed at night, everything you use, every item you have, has been delivered by wheels. I met recently with the Haulage Association of Ireland, who are really suffering because, put yourself in their, their shoes, they're using enormous amounts of diesel to do their deliveries, but they're getting paid the same amount for doing those deliveries. So they're finding it extremely hard and difficult to survive. One of the issues that we were highlighting is what's happening in other countries. And nobody is, is, is going through exactly what we are going through because we seem to be disproportionately hit completely. But what other countries are doing, such as Spain and Italy, their governments are looking at the tax take that they're taking from things like energy, uh, fuel, and they're reducing it to try and help people. But instead, uh, what we have here is we seem to have a government in a bubble who are totally oblivious to the implications 
of what they're doing and what it means to families. We're talking an awful lot these days, and rightfully so, about the climate and about future mm. generations. But there's one thing that we have to remember. What about the present generation? What about the people tomorrow now is Friday? People who will be getting paid, who are trying to pay the ESB, pay the rent or pay the mortgage, pay for students' accommodation, maybe away at college, trying to survive. And like I say, paying one of the most essential things you need, the, the energy for your house. What about those people? The government are completely asleep to what they are doing and what it means to those people. Because you can talk about carbon tax all you like, but it isn't an invisible sum of money. Like, it doesn't fall out of the sky. The Taoiseach went away last week in a big man over to... to, 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 to uh, Cop 26 to, to Glasgow, yes, to yeah. Glasgow. And he went over there, and he gave away over 200 million euros of your money. Your money. And the people that are listening to your programme. It's your money. It's not the government's money. It's not like this taxpayer's money is the people's money. And he gave it away. Being a big man, it was no problem in the world because Asher, the Irish people are good. We'll pay for this. We have to realise that we also have to live in the here and now. We have to protect the people of here and now. Yes, we are the custodians of the environment. We want to protect it for the future. But we can only do what we can afford to do. The Russians and the Chinese and an awful lot more people didn't even turn up to the races. But we are there in goody two-shoes saying, yes, do put anything in the world in front of us and we'll do it. We'll race further than anyone else. We'll be better than anyone else. Well, I would remind people there is an enormous cost to this. And the cost is to the people that are trying to survive today. And I want to protect the environment. I want to have a good future for our future generations. But I also want to take care of the people who are very important. And that are the people who are trying to survive today and balance their books today. Michael, the thing, is, the, thing of the, the point of it is, and I understand the concept behind a lot of the green initiatives and, and the, you know, clamping down and, and, and raising the costs of fossil fuels so that we will be less inclined to use them. But most people aren't necessarily being flahulic with them. There are an awful lot of people who are working from home now, more now. That means during the winter they're going to have to. Yes. Uh, they're going to they're going to have to heat their homes anyway. You know, other people they still have to drive the kids to school or wherever it may be that they have to go and the things they have to do. They still have to get the bus. They still have to use these sources of energy. But, so what are you proposing? But, we we get we get the argument, yes. and I hear your argument very clearly. Yes. You've got to obviously have an eye on the future and all yes. of the green policies, but you also have to take care of the. People people in the here and now, who are already to the pin of their collar with lots of other price increases and and more pressure on the cost of living. So what are you proposing in concrete terms, though? What is is part, what what formed part of your motion today? What do you want to see happen? We had a number of different proposals, but one of the first things is what I'm just after telling you, is that government have to realise, and you see, we're in a very unusual uh, situation, the government. Because you have Fianna Fáil, it's no good for people to say, oh, well, this is the Greens doing. This is Fianna Fáil and Fáil Gael. They're all together. And then we have people in the opposition who, instead of saying, hold on now, think of the people now, think of the implications of what you're doing and what the taxes you're heaping upon people. And all they're actually doing, a lot of people in opposition, is saying, oh, well, you know, you're not actually going far enough and we should be doing more. So one of the, one of the first basic thrusts of our motion today was to bring it to debate and to get people, which, and this is really ironic, and you'll be really interested in this, 
I saw people today standing up saying they were so sorry for people who were going through so much at the moment with the high increases in the cost of living. But they're the very people who voted for it last week and the week before and the week before. And they're telling them on the other hand, oh, well, we're not going far enough with regard to reducing the amount of carbon. We have to rethink what we're doing. We have to realise what we're doing. And like I say, if other countries like, um, like Italy and Spain, if they're able to come along and reduce their tax take, well, that's something that this government should definitely be doing because the, gov- the people can't lie down and continuously be kicked and kicked and kicked in higher taxes. And the killing thing about it is, this is here and now. Next year, it's going to be the same. The following year, it's going to be the same. And people don't realise that what has actually been agreed by Free to Fall, by Fine Gael, and by other uh, uh, Greens and Labour are supporting them, and all of the others, as far as I can see, are supporting them. And an awful lot of them are saying, oh, well, you're not actually going far enough. And going far enough means that they want to tax them more. And you have to remember, when you see people talking about climate change and that we're not moving fast enough, what they're saying so is that we're not taxing the people enough. Because if you do away completely with petrol and diesel tomorrow morning in this country, how are people going to be able to afford these electric cars? Because I've been speaking to motor dealers who are going through the actual cost of the alternative methods of transport. And they're extremely expensive. And another mm. thing that people don't realize, one of the best performing things that you can have, and an awful lot of people have this outside the door of their house today while they're listening to this program, and that is a well-maintained, a well-running diesel engine. That is probably the finest thing you could have. And the reason it is is because if you look at the electric cars, If you know how harmful it is to the environment to produce the batteries that go into an electric car, but environmentalists are completely ignoring that fact. And it's the case of, please get into an electric car, but please ignore how you make an electric car. Or all, but, but also, you know, please ignore where, when and where you're going to be able to charge your electric car. Exactly. Because that's not and, exactly and, cut and, and, and dry. this is another thing that we were highlighting today, government. But, they're telling people, use more electricity, use more electricity. And at the same time, they shut down Bornemona and they shut down our power plant to such a degree that this was another thing we were highlighting where we need something to be done about this is how are we going to produce the energy needs to the people of Ireland? Because we're certainly failing. We highlighted what's being proposed. For instance, did you realise they wanted to bring in these uh, gas-fueled generators, which they failed to get in time for this winter. They're hoping to have them in place for next winter so that we could avoid blackouts. I actually don't think, having spoken to people in Airgrid and to people in the ESB and people who know about energy, they say that it will be unavoidable to avoid blackouts next year. And I can tell you, if the lights will go out, and if people won't be able to charge their mobile phones, if they won't be able to heat their homes, where will we be going then talking about putting people into electric cars? Mm. And to be blunt about it, the government have got this whole thing backwards. But there's nobody inside the doll saying anything about it. All they're all doing every night, like they will again tonight, they'll vote against our motion. They'll vote for a counter motion, which makes no sense whatsoever, because all they're doing is ignoring the facts. And it's ignoring the elephant in the room. 
But, you know, where, where does personal responsibility come into this as well, Michael? I mean, you know, you talked about the, you know, the, the, the logistics industry and, and the haulage industry. And yes. that's because so many of us are online on our three and four and five devices. We have Netflix on in the background. We're scrolling through Twitter or Instagram. We're also ordering something online from ASOS or one of the other uh, online shopping companies. You know, we need to be personally responsible about yes. this as well. Our own energy consumption has grown exponentially yes. and so maybe you know the, there is something of the stick rather than carrot approach right. tax us we can't afford it and therefore we'll come we'll cut back I'm, I'm listening very carefully to what you just said and what you've actually described is a thing called living so what we're all guilty of doing from the day we're born till the day we die is of living no, we can't blend into the ground. We have to eat. We have to keep ourselves warm. We have to exist. We do. So I'm not going to begrudge anybody their existence. But if you were to listen to Fina Fall, to Fine Gale, and to the Greens, they'd nearly like for you to melt into the ground and disappear. We can't be on this world without making an impact on it. We'd like for our impact to be positive. But at the end of the day, we are entitled to exist the same as the animals and the same as anybody else, we can exist. Now, there's things that we can do to improve. Of course we can. We can insulate our homes more properly. We can try to reduce the amount of consumerism. If you go into a shop and see the amount of plastic, which is totally insane, where things are wrapped three and four times, that's crazy sort of stuff. And of course there are things like that we should be doing all the time. But to be telling people that, like, well, you can't exist, and you can't use too much energy. You can't, like, they're talking about people reducing their movements by 25%. In other words, traffic movements, your trips, that you should re- reduce them by 25%. Would they get real and wake up? People have to move. If you're living in the rural countryside, you have to sit and take care because there's not a tram or a bus yeah. or a dart. You have to get into your own vehicle. You can't walk to work. Eamon Ryan, and I hate being personal, as you know, I'd, I'd rather be positive. And I mean, I'm sure Eamon Ryan is a great person in other ways. But he is the minister, remember, for transport, who came out and said he doesn't like making roads. He is the minister for transport who came out and said, in rural areas, we should carpool. And what we should have is that we should all come down to the local village on our bicycles and walking and share this couple of cars and then go off on our journeys. Now, try to make that work in the real world. I live in a world where people want to work. I live in a country where I want to see as many people as working as possible. If people are uh, at a disadvantage or have a disability, I want them to get payments to keep them living in a proper way and proper accommodation in heat and in comfort. Mm. And I want older people and disabled people to be taken care of. But I don't want muddy, duddy, nonsense and politicians coming out with stupid, insane proposals such as reintroducing wolves to Ireland, such as carpooling, and such as tell us that we have to reduce our trips by 25%, because that's rubbish, and that's not living in the real world. And I'm sure the people that listen to your program are real people who want to rear their families, get on with life, and, and have a happy life, and not 
bleeding into the ground like and, other people. And want Michael, to do. I, I have to tell you, absolutely, people are messaging in to the program in their droves, saying that maybe the, they wouldn't normally necessarily agree with you, but they completely, wholeheartedly agree with you on many of this. You, a part of the one of the suggestions I saw this morning in your motion was a two hundred and fifty euro voucher to be given to people uh, low income households, and you'd like to see that done before Christmas to help alleviate yes. some of the pressure. Talk I, to me about why you think I, that I, makes well, sense. Well, I'll tell you why. If you look at the the cost of home heating oils, right? I mean, people's home heating oils bills have doubled. It is absolutely insane. If you actually looked at the increases, and people might realise that they just, how would I say, they don't know that they don't have as much money in their pocket and they're finding it very hard to budget. But if they started looking, what's the cause of it? It is frightening what has gone on even in the last 12 months. And what is the answer we're getting from government? government is all they can talk about is the climate crisis, the climate mm. crisis. I'd love to talk about and debate, and that's why we visit today, the crisis that is happening in people's pockets. I've said this before. I listen very acutely to the financial markets of around the world, mm. not just Ireland. I'm very interested in how uh, economies uh, survive and how they get on and how ministers for finance balance books and all of that. But I have a very... So I have a good understanding of how finances work. But there is one way I describe the real finance of the world. And I'll tell you what it is. It's a thing called mom's purse. Yeah. If mom's purse on a Friday or on a Monday or on a Wednesday is balanced, and if mom's purse is able to afford what needed to be paid for and keep the show running straight and right, well, then everything is good in that country, in my opinion. Mm. But at the moment... Mom's purse is under attack. And who's attacking it more than anybody else? The climate crisis. Because mom is supposed to pay for everything. Well, I'm sorry, but I have to stand up for mom and say that mom might be, have had enough. And it's not the politically correct thing to say at the moment because the media, like I say, the main parties and many of the people in opposition are saying, well, we have no choice. We have to do this. We have to screw the people to the wall because we have to reduce our emissions and reduce our carbon output. And at the same time, they're telling us things like, oh, well, you know, what we're doing is we're not looking to reduce the national health, we're looking to stabilise it. More gobbledygook, more rubbish. Talk in straight lines and don't be raving with this stabilising the national health and trying to cut the farmers of Ireland because they won't get away with that either because that's rubbish. Tell, use plain English. Don't be using nonsense words that they're after making up uh, recently to try and disguise what they're doing. And I love it when politicians come out and when they're straight. But when they're conniving and when they're trying to manipulate the people and not be straight about what they're doing, well, that's wrong. And I don't like that. I like it when people are factual and straightforward. Using headline tactics, though, Michael, along the lines that the Rural Independent Alliance would have done earlier today, you know, with that carrot approach, here's €250 voucher for the low-income families. We want the government to reduce the VAT rate on fuel by 5%. I mean, is that not a little, you know, at the end of the day, you you know, it's for the people, but it's also for yourselves as well, because you'll get the return in votes when the time comes. Hold on one second. 
if it's the truth, am I not entitled to stand up and say that all and say what I believe in? If I believe that's precisely why you're there. Yes, that's precisely yes, yes, why you're because there. Because what, what is a TD? A, a TD means a messenger of the people. Maybe when some people come to Dublin, they forget who sent them here. All I am is a servant of the people of County Kerry and the rest of the country that want me to be in the Dáil. I am a servant for people. I'm a representative of those people. I will stand up and I will tell the truth. And if the government are talking nonsense and only that I'm polite and I'm on your radio programme, there's another word I'd use and it starts with a B because there is an awful bulls what I won't say why on at the moment. And people are sick of it. And like I say, when, when I saw, the, and I took great notice of what has gone on in recent debates and when I see people blindly voting for everything the government is proposing and not even questioning it, that's totally wrong and I mean do they realise that mum's purse can only take so much and I would ask the mothers and I'd ask the fathers and I'd ask the grandparents and the pensioners, think about the way your finances is being attacked at the moment and it's, it's nothing, nothing but climate crisis, climate crisis, and nothing about the financial crisis that it's causing. Well, Michael Healy Ray, I have to say you're getting a lot of support uh, on the text line here today. Thanks for joining us very much on, on the Nile Boylan show and Ireland's classic hits. You know, look. I think we all reacted when we, over recent years, have seen huge wildfires across Europe and Australia and in California and places of the like. You know, we've seen devastating flooding. There's no there's no, there's absolutely no argument or there's very little argument about uh, things that need to be done to deal with climate change. But, you know, mom's purse, as Michael Healy Ray calls it. Mark, you're welcome to the Nile Boylan Show on Ireland's Classic Hits. Uh, where yeah. are you with this? Are you, do you think that we should be looking at the bigger picture of, of climate issues or is he and the Rural Independence Alliance right that we should be, first of all, looking after what goes on here at home? Well, absolutely. Michael, I totally agree with Michael. I don't normally agree with some of his policies. Um, but as, as far as, you know, I'm concerned, he, he's, he's spot on. You know, you have to start looking after the people. Yes, it's uh, environmental problems that we're having right now, but also we're having severe uh, financial problems. I mean, uh, we're, me my family are spending twice as much now uh, recently on electricity and gas and uh, I know that they're talking about trying to get everyone to get electric cars and everything else obviously it's way too expensive for the average person or the average wage or whatever uh, but they're also saying about well you know in maybe five years time the second-hand car electric car market will, will you know kick in and people will be able to afford a slightly cheaper version, but when you think about it, the, the battery life on these uh, vehicles, after five years, you may get a couple of years, decent years out of them, and then you'll have to buy a new battery, which is you know, mega amounts of money, so it, it just does not weigh up. But Mark, what about what Michael Healy really, and I, you know, he's, he's dead right when he said it's life, you know, but the point I was making about the fact that we all have multiple devices plugged in, I know in my house with teenagers, the washing machine never stops and it's, you know, it's not, not me doing their laundry. They're, you know, a t-shirt that's worn one day and it needs to be washed and, you know, throw in other things with it. We are consumer-driven society. We're the ones who are online. We're ordering all of this stuff and nonsense that we don't actually need. Yes, we like it. Yes, we want it. But we don't need it. And 
if we were able to save a bit of money on those items, we wouldn't be under as much pressure. We wouldn't be consuming as much energy as we are. And it would go some way towards helping the problem. It's not always about the big ticket items like retrofitting homes, which obviously helps and is beneficial, or electric cars. We could all be doing little things ourselves. Yeah, well, you're quite right. I mean, I certainly wouldn't be able to afford an electric car. I certainly wouldn't be able to retrofit my home. I'd love to. Mm. Uh, you know, if if the, the government are going to give it to me free and I pay a certain amount of money every month, uh, which is uh, bound or binded to uh, the home, so even if I sell it, whoever moves in pays it on, you know, keep, continues to pay it until it's, the debt is paid, Right. then that to me is... A sound way of buying an electric vehicle, if that's what they want to do. That is another way of, uh, you know, from electrofitting uh, the home. You know, give us it at all. I mean, they're spelling billions on on the COVID thing, and um, yeah, why can't they do the same with everything else? You know. <laughs> Yeah, I I mean, look, you know, there's no disputing the climate change argument, but, you know, at the end of the day, I I mean, actually, funnily enough, I noticed myself just in my own bank account, there was a substantial amount of money gone from it when I checked it this morning and realised that it was my energy bill that had gone out. And I have to be honest, I took a sharp intake of breath. We're not even actually at uh, the hard part of winter. We've had an unseasonably mild autumn, and yet my bill is still absolutely through the roof already. I won't lie, I am nervous about what has to meet me, because obviously the bill has just gone out now at the start of November. They're two monthly in January, I'll be getting a whopper. I know I will. Are you worried about it? Let us know. Welcome back to the Nile Boylan Show. Tara Duggan in for Nile today. Well, Michael Healy Ray really hitting a nerve there. The text lines have lit up with people largely, uh, hugely in support of what he and the Rural Independent Alliance are trying to do and the points that they are making. Uh, you know, if you didn't hear it, I would suggest you do go back and listen to it uh, later on in our podcast and we will be podcasting it later on. Uh, he making the very very forceful view that Micheál Martin and other senior government ministers going to COP26 and making their sweeping statements about climate change are forgetting the people here at home, mom's purse as he referred to it, who are really struggling to pay their bills. And while it's wonderful to have these ideals about fixing climate change by eradicating X many million car journeys per year um, and increasing the the taxes and the excise duty on fuel, for example, to try and encourage people to move away from fossil fuels. All they're doing actually is creating great hardship. Bernie, you're very welcome to the Nile Boylan show. What do you think about what Michael Healy Ray had to say? I have to say that I completely agree with what the man has said. And um, he said it very straight and there was no hidden agenda. It's exactly how most people are feeling in the country. Only they're afraid to voice it. They don't have a voice. Um, for instance, I live here in Uxerard and uh, we're 25 kilometres from Galway. Our bank was closed down at the beginning of October, uh, the Bank of Ireland. And we now have to make our set way into Galway centre city, uh, to Lynch's Castle, which is in the middle of town. People will know it. And uh, people in their late 70s and 80s have to drive now into town where they could do their banking here in the village. Um, and there's no facilities. We have a very few, very poor bus service. We have nothing else to link us into the city. So they now have to take their cars on the road. And a lot of them are, you know, in farm and you know they have to rely on the goodness of other neighbours and that's just one thing that has happened here our post office in the village is now the bank so there's a huge queue um, for people to try and get banking services you can only draw out 100 euro and you now you know if you want to draw out 200 euro 
where do you go? Mm. We have one, we were one, you know, that was one small incident. You know, we have no improved service to facilitate us. And, and what, nothing. what about, you know, Eamon Ryan, climate uh, change, obviously, at the heart of, of, of pretty much most of his actions in government. And he's the transport minister. Uh you know, conversations had in recent weeks about rural transport schemes again. Uh, how are you fixed in Uchtarard? I mean, is there a bus that brings you into Galway to be able to do no, your banking, inc- to be able to do no. your shopping? No, but there is bus service, but it's also coming for it's facilitating Clifton, recess. So by the time it gets to us, it's more or less full. Now I'm in the lucky position, I have a diesel car, it's an old, old car, I don't see myself changing it, I have no chance to change it, I don't have the, the funds to do it, mm. because I'm trying to keep on top of the increased ESB, increased cost of, de- you know, putting uh, kerosene into my tank, um, and I do burn logs, that, you know, I put down a tree this year, so I made to burn those logs, well come next year I won't have that, you know, luxury, um, and there is nothing in laid on extra foot, no, absolutely nothing. What do you think of the Rural Independent Alliance's suggestion and its motion today looking for, for example, a €250 voucher for low-income families? Mike and Glasnevin, for example, messaging into the programme to saying, you know, what about the middle-income earners who get F all, in his words? Yeah, everybody, and if you're going to give it to the low-income, everybody's affected. You're affected. I'm affected by this new change. We didn't ask for this. Like, we were sitting on on code for the last 20 months and all the things that that has brought with us. We, you know, there isn't... The, the money was found for to, to help, you know, alleviate that. I mean, everybody's feeling this is pinching everybody's pocket. I don't know the low, middle, top. Everybody's been affected by this at the moment. And this was brought in with no prior warning. It just happened. Like, your, your September bill for your ESB was, say, €60 euro a month. It's now gone up to €89 euro a month. You know, where was the increase in your pension or your your money or your pay wages to facilitate that mm. or to meet that need you know I mean carpooling is another suggestion like you take four people going into town and you know say the person has an accident what happens there the person driving the car is going to be sued no disrespect that's what happens so nobody's anxious for the carpooling to happen because it's a risk you're taking people in your car as a risk. So what would you like to see, Bernie? I mean, the Rural Independent Alliance have set out their stall in their motion, which, as Michael Healy Ray says, you know, it's going to be voted against and, you know, there'll be an amendment to and it'll be, as in, in his own words, nonsense, nonsensical stuff that's, uh, that's, that's changed. What would you like to see? Give, give people a, a, a format to, to actually, you know, to engage people, all people, everybody using our country at the moment, all of us. Let us have a format of saying what the reality is. These people who are running our country are not living in reality. But now hang on, Bernie. They're elected representatives, proportional representation. We collectively vote for them. And as Michael Healy Ray said in his own case, he's there as a messenger of the people. And that's what they're there for. And that's the reason they're there is because we vote for them. But they're not listening to our mess- my message. They haven't. It falls on deaf ears. I am genuinely concerned, Tara. I have, I am so worried for my children and my grandchildren, and you know, my my, my mom and my brothers and sisters. Like we're all facing this wall of disaster together, and the government haven't asked any of us for any of of, of our opinion. Just bring it in, looking good to the to the COP uh, summit. They're not asking. They have never talked to the people on the ground, which is us. And I think as people, we have to stand up and say, "No, sorry, you're not speaking for me anymore." I want to be able to express myself freely and say what I want to be seen met. 
Yeah, I, I, Bernie, I think, you know, again, it, it, these things are, are agreed on by government at the top echelons and then the elected representatives that are, that are in Dáil and they're responding to local events, but also global events. And, and, and it, it's up to us at the end of the day to, to vote for who we feel we can have faith in. Now, I want to bring in uh, Mary. Mary, you know, where, where are you with, with Michael Healy Ray? Are, are you one of the many agreeing with him today and applauding him for the stand that he's taking? I, I do. I, I agree with him totally. I'm talking about transport and t- transport and tax on petrol and diesel and everything. Where is the infrastructure in Ireland to take the place of the lack of cars on the road? It's deplorable. Absolutely ridiculous. In 2021, that we have a bus service that we have, uh, some rail projects just knocked back another 10 years. Mm. Could have paid for that for the money that he gave out. I would say that we're one of the least people producing so much gas. I mean, China, as Healy Ray said, China and the big boys that are producing all this gas didn't even turn up. So why are we throwing more money after bad money? Mm. It's not about money. How's that shared out? You know damn well you might get a pot of 100 million. By the time it gets down to the person who actually needs it or the project it's supposed to fund, there's about a euro left by the time everybody's had their face in the trough. So all this money that they're giving out a cop, when it gets down to ground level and you have to see something for your money, you've got to see very little because by the time everybody takes their share on the way down, it's not going to be that much less anyhow. So it's not about money. It's about getting rid of the old boys club. Passing each other on the back, all eating from the same trough. And mm. we paying for it. And are you, sorry, when you're talking about the old, old boys club, are you referring to the political establishment? Is that, is oh, that... yes. Every one of them around the table. They are all in the same room, fine dining from the same trough. And we're out here trying to turn standby lights on. We're out here trying to only boil uh, a cup of water in a kettle. We're out here rinsing yogurt cups. Are you joking? We're trying to do everything we can do at ground level. And it's like the old expression, into the wind. If they're not going to pull their, their finger out and actually do what they're responsible for doing, the right thing for once. For the people who vote for them? Well, for... for for the world, for our earth. It's not, it's not about money, I'm telling you, because by the time it gets to the ground, there's nothing left. But it's, it's, very, it's, very, but it's very much about money from the perspective and the prism that the Rural Independence Alliance are coming from, that people are not able to afford to fill their car, that they're paying €100 oh, Euro now to fill level. the tank. Sorry, that Sorry they're I having... should have been clearer. It's not a, at our level, it is about money, OK? At our level. At their level... Uh, it's about money and not doing the right thing. It's greed at their level. We don't even have enough of everything to be greedy. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? What, what about we want? What about, for example, the maps that we see sometimes online that oh. you know look at areas of our country? You know, we hear mm-hmm. about, as I said, wildfires in Greece. We hear yeah. about you know flash flooding in Germany. But what yeah. about those maps that we see interactive maps sometimes around Ireland, which show that parts of our country, pockets of our country, are going to be gone. They're going to be underwater. 
Oh God! Yeah. In the next decade sure. or two decades, for so sure. There, do you do you uh, do you accept that there is a big Absolutely. problem that yes. we have to address? So yeah, how do you how do you square the circle then? Because okay. in the immediate, and I mean, you know, Michal Martin making that behest and and saying how mm. much Ireland and the Irish state would contribute to the fight against climate change. Yeah, you know. If we can't do the practical things, yeah. then we have to throw money at the problem. No, I understand where you're coming from. I do understand that. But we should learn from history. We've thrown money. The whole world, each individual country has thrown money at problems. And we're still here. Because the same greedy people are still at the top. Well, again, birth, I'm Mary again. And I mean, I, I know, but I said this to Bernie too, because we vote for them. You know, we can't just say it's all the politicians' fault. We're the ones who give them votes. We're the ones who elect them to local government and to parliament. So we have a culpability in this too. Let us know what you think. And you are listening to the Nile Boylan Show on Ireland's classic hits, Tara Duggan in for Nile this week. Uh, a lot of response to the interview with Michael Healy Ray, uh, the Rural Independent Alliance putting forward their motion in the Dáil today. Uh, looking for the issue, he said, it's an issues an issue thing rather than the specifics. Okay, one of the suggestions as part of their motion is a €250 Euro voucher for lower income households in advance of Christmas to help alleviate the spiralling cost of energy. They want to see VAT reduced on fuels. Uh, but he, he's making the point that it's actually more about the issues and trying to start the debate about why are we spending money to fight global climate change when some of the main players involved in it, like Russia and China, are having completely washing their hands of it while we're struggling here at home, the purse of mom, as he referred to it. Martin, you heard the interview with Michael Healy Ray. What do you have to say about about his view that, you know, climate change oh. is all well and good and needs attention, but we need to be focusing more on what's the reality on the ground here in our own houses? Uh, uh, I think he's absolutely right. We te- I don't know if it's social media or whether it's just media in general that's pumped out this narrative for the climate change issue. But, you know, Ireland contributes 0.01% to the whole carbon picture. So, you know, we're not big players in this at all. So why they're focusing on it and and self-flagellating to the degree that they are, that we must be, you know, way up there with the, the top countries of the world doing this, that and the other, when quite frankly we've got two major economic collapses that we're just trying to recover out of. You know, it's just total madness that the, the whole balance of this country cannot take on the the the, um, the costs of going green. It, it can't. And, and they really should slow the whole thing down and say, just take a deep breath and say, okay, Eamon Ryan's had his, you know, his, his moment of glory for, for, for whatever he wants to try and voiced upon people. But the country as a whole cannot stomach this amount of change. It's not big enough. It doesn't have a pot big enough to to, to, to give out grants and what have you. Uh, and really, it needs to focus on getting the basics right. I mean, like the people in rural Ireland need basic services. They need infrastructure and transport there before anything. Yeah. So in anything, they need to improve the the, the, the ability to get about, not not start constraining it. And then maybe come looking for the money thereafter. Uh, John, I want to bring you in here as well. You know, you you work in wildlife conservation. Do you have a different view on this? Do you think it's very much that we should be pledging the amount of money that Micheál Martin pledged at COP26 last week? Or should we be trying to fix our own house and get it in order first? Hi Tara. Um, 
Yeah, so I agree with, with uh, some of what Mr. Healy Ray had to say, I suppose. But, I mean, people need to see the bigger picture here. We're going to end up spending, over the next 10 years, billions of pounds or euros on um, what's happening with the climate in Ireland at the minute. And I feel strongly that people in Ireland don't care too much um, because the climate change is not affecting us as much as it is in other countries. But it's coming um, and this stuff needs to be addressed now. And unfortunately, from my point of view, uh, people don't seem to respond to the, what's going on in the world unless it hits them, hits them in their pocket. Um, and that's just the way it is. I understand that. I, I, I strongly feel that we need to get the infrastructure in place, like public transport and all these other, um, you know, like the trains, buses, all this stuff needs to be done. But um, from my point of view, the only way people are going to start understanding is if they get hit in the pocket. And it's okay for him to spout about Russia and China and all these countries, but this part of the world has been industrialized for a lot longer um, than these people. And they have to do their part as well. They're the biggest polluters. But... Yeah, but if you look at, for example, you know, and again, you know, I think a lot of Michael Healy Ray's ire was was headed, was pointing in the green direction and yeah. the transport minister. You know, yesterday we learned that some of the big infrastructural projects planned for Dublin, the Metro, the Dart Underground, are kicked down the road again. So you can't hit us in the pocket with um, higher excise duty on fuel, for example, while at the same time telling us to get out of our cars, while at the same time telling us to buy electric vehicles, where we've mm. heard and we've seen evidence that the, you know, the, the, the process that involves the manufacture of those is actually extremely damaging to the climate, yeah. while at the same time not providing us with trams and trains and buses and other you know, it doesn't seem like it's all being taken out of our pocket and nothing is being provided in return. Yeah, I suppose I agree with the, the, the point of view of we need the public transport and stuff. But um, I suppose in, in the last, from, from my point of view and, and what I see in the last like 20 years, I'm living in Galway City. You go to the college, every single student has a car. Every student. You're talking about like you know, thousands and thousands of cars where when I was growing up, that didn't happen. There was, you go to any of the factories, it's single people driving the cars and all these mm-hmm. traffic jams in the morning, one person in a car. And then you have people coming on the show saying, well, the reason, the reason that uh, people are not going to have multiple people in a car because they're going to be sued. And, uh, that's a very ridiculous thing to say. Yeah, well, I mean, look, I... Insurance I, policies and there's yeah, I mean, so, I'm, I'm not sure I agree you know, with that point. And I mean, don't get me started on, on the cars when I was doing the school one in the morning on the bike or walking. The, the litany of cars that you'd, you'd cross and you'd, you'd meet who had, you know, one parent and one child and they're only going down the end of the road. Time's against us, I'm afraid... <laughs> Real people, real opinions, real talk radio. The multi award winning Niall Boylan Show. Classic hit.